So it's kind of crazy. My, um, I got babies, lots and lots of babies. And recently Savannah moved into her own apartment downstairs in the uh, basement. We call it her own apartment because she's got the room, the bathroom, there's a TV, there's she's got a movie theater down in the basement and uh, multiple offices, everything. Like it's like a big apartment, right? The basement's like 3000 square feet. And so she moved down there really feeling uh, independent right? She's 12 years old, feeling really independent, separated from the rest of the fam. She has her own quiet space, so on and so forth. And the last three nights I found her sleeping upstairs at the end of my bed. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on here? My 12 year old who used to have no problem sleeping in her room, no longer can sleep in the bed. And so finally I got it out of her and she is, she's been seeing some bugs in the basement, a couple spiders, right? And those spiders got her all freaked out. And so she and my son, who's been sleeping upstairs, actually switched. They switched and she is now up in his room where it's carpeted and apparently there's no bugs on that part of the house. And he's in the room with the bugs because he doesn't care about anything like bugs. But I share this with you this morning because I take a little tour of the house in the morning and make sure the kids are where they're supposed to be. Um, in my house, it's a whole lot of counting, right? We just count everywhere we go. It's count. Like even when we get in the car, I'm like number one and Savannah will be like, yes. And then I'm like number two. And Joel's like here, like it's like roll call, just like you would do in school. Right? So it's this constant counting to make sure that you have all of the children that you're supposed to have. And so went around, did my count, found it funny that the kids switched their rooms. So now the nine year old got his own apartment and the uh, 12 year old is upstairs in the comfy uh, carpeted area. But I went down there and checked on him this morning and he's such a brave, uh, young man, just such a brave soldier. And what I love most about that is the reason he's comfortable down in the basement where there's supposedly all of the spiders is the kids just got the, the story that's in his head, right? The story that's in his head has allowed him to have zero fear of things like insects, bugs, wasps, bees, all of those things, they don't scare him. I've seen the kid pick up spiders. I've seen hornets land on his hand and walk around. Like, it's amazing, right? It's amazing that the narrative that we tell ourselves, the story that we tell ourselves, how it ultimately can propel us forward or it can move us back. And so I was thinking about that this morning as I went into my office grabbed my hashtag rise and grind planner like I always do my rise and grind planner grabbed it open it up get ready to write down my gratitude and my goals and my favorite part of the rise and grind planner is at the very top there's a quote that is submitted by an actual rise and grind member so every day has got a different person's favorite quote or their favorite Bible verse. So we don't really quote the person that said the quote or the verse. <laughs> Maybe we should, but we don't. We just say this was contributed by the Rise and Grind member. And today's uh, quote was contributed by Clayton Blevins. And Clayton says this, he says, when you get what you want, that's God's direction. When you don't get what you want, that's God's protection. And so as soon as I read that, I thought two sides to the same coin, right? 
when you get what you want, that's God's direction pointing you in the, in, in the, on the path that you're supposed to continue walking on. And even when you don't get what you want, that's God also pointing you on the path that you're not supposed to be on. And so really what I find really interesting in the, the correlation between that and, and the situation with my uh, son and my daughter is that every one of these experiences that we have, right? Every experience, every conversation, every trial, every tribulation, if you want to call it that, every win, every um, gold medal, trophy, first place, everything, right? Every experience comes with it a story and that story ultimately determines whether that experience is going to guide us to a 3,000 square foot apartment that comes with all the freedoms or it's going to trap us upstairs afraid of the spiders that may just lurk below the surface pretty incredible right the stories that we tell. This week, we've been talking about all kinds of different stories, ones that exist in books that I've read over the years. And we're going to continue that path uh, a little bit today. Uh, but let's get this thing rocking and rolling. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? See, there's no excuse for you not pushing yourself to the next level. In order for you to create a new you, you must have a new mindset. When teams come together, we can create things that are greater than the sum of all of their parts. Welcome to Hashtag Rise and Grind. I am your host, Glenn Lundy. I am a husband to one, a father to eight, and the creator of what is going to be the number one most watched morning show in the world. It is 5.30 a.m. and I hope that you are ready to rise and grind. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Dude, today is Friday. That's right. Today is Friday, October, what is it? Let me look at my chalkboard back there. Friday, October 8th, 2021. And what's crazy is today is the, yes, I do, Wynick Chick. What's crazy is today is the very first and the very last time it'll ever, ever, ever be Friday, October 8th, 2021. And so with that said, I think it's super, super important that we make the absolute most 
of this absolutely incredible, incredible day. Listen, I'm coming to you live from the hashtag Rise and Grind Studios. That's right. I'm coming to you live from the Rise and Grind Studios here in Lexington, Kentucky. And what a beautiful fall day we have outside already today. Man, when I was driving in um, this morning, right around 4.30 this morning, just this thick, 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 thick layer of fog, like super thick layer of fog, which causes a stillness. Um, I don't know how often you're up and out and about at 4.30 in the morning, but there's a stillness, there's a calm, there's a a, a quiet, right? Uh, which some could maybe mistake for creepy, but I, I find it fascinating. I love that quiet, quiet space and the energy that exists inside that. And so Beautiful fall or a beautiful fog, real, 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 real thick fog and 65 degrees, man. Are you kidding me? Like perfect fall weather. And today here in Lexington, it's actually supposed to get right around 75, I think is the high today, which I don't know about you, but I can handle that faux show, right? Faux show. So it's going to be a beautiful day. Not to mention it is a Friday. Fridays used to mean something different to me back when I was, uh, <laughs> hi, back when I was in the, uh, in the car business, Fridays was just the ramp up, right? Fridays was like, let's go. We're headed into the weekend. We're going to get rocking and rolling. Now Fridays are a little bit different for me because Fridays are like, okay, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to be home tomorrow with the kids, with the wife. Uh, we're going to be doing some things around the house. And so they're just, it's, it's a little bit different, man. I spent 20 years working every single Saturday at eight o'clock in the morning. And so now I appreciate my Saturdays when they come around because life is much, much, much different, but overall, what a great day to be alive, right? Like what a great day to be alive. Like, do you realize there are some people that did not have the luxury and will not have the luxury of seeing that foggy morning. They will not have the luxury of this 75 degree day here today in Lexington, Kentucky, but you and I get that, right? Pretty incredible. What a great day to be alive. And listen, usually on Fridays, usually on Fridays, I have guests on this show on uh, Rise and Grind. I've been interviewing guests every Friday for the last four years. Uh, it's the only day that we do interviews, typically. We've had a couple, uh, Grant Cardone, Ed Milet. We made a couple exceptions. I had a couple. We made a couple exceptions. But for the most part, we typically do interviews on Friday, and so I get prepped for those uh, in the mornings. I like prepping for all my shows in the mornings, and, I, and today I didn't have a guest, which is weird because we're booked all the way through the end of December, so I'm not sure if somebody canceled or, or, or what happened. Um, and so as soon as I saw that I didn't have a guest, I thought, oh, this is perfect. Like, this is, this is absolutely perfect because this week we have been talking about books different books that impacted my life in major ways, uh, tactical strategy books that I used a lot to, uh, as part of my success in my, in my careers, uh, books that completely changed the way I see the world, right? I mean, we broke down 16. I gave you 16 books last week and I got tons of messages from people saying, what was that last book? Or 
can you give me that list of five books again and things like that. And uh, I know sometimes I move pretty fast, so I'm gonna slow down real quick right here. I'm gonna give you the list very quickly, but I'm gonna give you the list of the 16 uh, books that we talked about this past week. So if you missed any, get your notes, get your pen. I'm giving you a fair warning right now. Grab your phone out, get your text, get your whatever. Stop riding the Peloton, whatever you need to do, because I know you're all doing stuff in the morning. And I appreciate that. And I'll hit the list real quick. So we started on Monday. We talked about the hero's journey, right? Then from there, we went into the number one most impactful book in my life, the Holy Bible. Then from there, we went to how to win friends and influence people. That was followed by Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard. That was then followed by the like switch. I'm sorry. That's not true. It was followed by The Liberty of Our Language Revealed <laughs> by Thomas Blackwell. Then from there, we went to The Secret, right? The Secret, incredible book. It talks about the law of attraction. Then we went to Exactly What to Say, The Magic Words for Influence and Impact, strategy book. Then we went to The Like Switch, which is a sleeper, bro. I'm telling you, you read this little book, The Like Switch, game changer. Then we went to Be Obsessed or Be Averaged by GC himself, Mr. Grant Cardone. From there, we went to Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. From there, we covered Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And then that led us to yesterday. Yesterday, we talked about the books that really changed the way I see the world, uh, Can't Hurt Me, the more recent books that helped me see the way I changed the world, Can't Hurt Me, followed by Relentless, Tim Grover's book, followed by Green Lights, Matthew McConaughey, followed by Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And then lastly, we rounded it all off with The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. And if you don't know how to spell that, Good luck. I'm just kidding. P-A-U-L-O-C-O-E-L-H-O. And so we talked about those books throughout the week, and I hope you found one or two to add to your list. Um, I hope that they will make an impact in your life. This idea of books is really, really fascinating to me. I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I have three books. I have three books that I have outlined that I want to write that I need to write and books are just so powerful, so profound, right? So profound how one book, I'm sure each of you can think of a book that impacted your life in some way, shape or form, whether it was when you were a kid, teenager, adult, later in life, like these things called books are so powerful. And I'm starting to feel as though for me, in my experience, I am starting to feel as though I personally have given more attention, clearly, since I have three books still sitting on the shelves covered in dust. I've given more attention to the quick hit information, right? The one night stand information, stuff in my stories on Instagram, stuff in my Facebook feeds. I've paid a lot of attention to dropping this quick little this quick little uh, two sun, too many says, so just write. I write 30 minutes a day. 
writing this show. I write another 45 minutes a day writing posts between all these different spaces on Instagram. I've been doing that for our on uh, social media. I've been doing the social media stuff for a decade, writing every single day. I've been doing the show for four years, writing every single day. How many books could I have written? How many books could you write? Think about it right now. If you wrote for 30 minutes a day, how many books could you write? A ton, right? A ton. And so for me, I'm shifting my focus back to that just a little bit. Because I think it's important as I, as I've spent this week going through these incredibly impactful books, it came to, I came to a realization that there is yet to be a single Facebook post that I read and said, there's, I can't, I can't tell you of one. I can't, I can't look, uh, um, I can't look Justin, my boy, Justin's here. I can't look Justin in the face and say, you know what, Justin, five years ago, I read a Facebook post that completely transformed my life and I printed it out and I want to share it with you because you should read it too. Do any of you have that? Do any of you have an Instagram post that you printed out and that you hand out to all your friends that completely transformed your world? I don't really know of anybody, but maybe you do. And that's cool. You can share that with me. But I think we all have a book, right? There's something about the intentionality, the work that goes into crafting a book. There's something intimate about the mind's ability to use its imagination of the reader, to be able to connect with the reader in the space that they're in, the intimate space, because they grab that book for a reason. So your book could solve a problem that they have, right? So it's a much more intimate relationship versus this quick hit post um, here. Okay, I read another post. I read another post. I think we've programmed our minds to just hit the resets every 24 hours on whatever we saw yesterday. Or maybe it's even hit the reset on what we saw five minutes ago because we're just used to scroll, 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 scroll. And I don't think it sinks in. I don't think it does other than maybe a negative energy attached to it or a positive energy attached to it. But the actual content of it, I don't think it sinks in. And yet me, myself, personally have spent so much time and attention trying to put out this content in this quick hit space when I could have been writing a book that's going to change the world. Now, with that said, I do not discredit this last season. I am so incredibly grateful for the disciplines and the habits that I have now learned. Brian Hess was talking about it earlier. I can outwrite most of y'all because I've been writing 30 minutes a day every single day for the last four years. I've developed the habit and the discipline. Watch what happens next. This whole series I've shared with you some, this whole series I've shared with you some books in the world of nonfiction. And there's a whole other realm of books out there that have completely 100% set the tone of how I see life today in the world of fiction. And so I'm going to share with you one, it's actually 44, but one, <laughs> I'm going to share with you uh, the most impactful fiction book. And how that translated to who I am today. And hopefully you'll get something out of that as well. But before I do, you know what we got to do. 
Let's dance, my friends. <laughs> Let's go. There it is. Yup, yup. My Nick Chick said, so why are you trying to leave us in November? I'm not trying to leave you in November. I am trying to serve you better in November. That's what I'm trying to do. I feel as though I've served you well for the last four years, and now it's time for me to serve you better. For those of you that know, and those of you that don't know, this is the part of the show where I need you to hit that share button. Actually, it's part of the show where we're about eight minutes from the end, so share it or not. <laughs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> this is also the part of the show, though, where I want to say good morning to you. And I want you to say good morning to me. Whether you're watching live or on replay on YouTube or listening on the podcast, say what's up. I'll say what's up back. Now that part I do care about. The relationship matters to me. It really, really does. Good morning, Dana Fishbean. Great to see you, sir. How you doing, Catherine Guidi? I am so glad you're here. What's up, Soul Salcedo? Uh, I hope you're doing well in the fluzzle, fluzzle, fluzzle tubes. I hope the fluzzle tubes are selling like crazy because we love our fluzzle tubes. We really, really do. What's up, Jojo Lariccia? How you doing, Emily Jaminette? Haven't seen you in a while. It's so great to see you, Emily. What's up, Marcus Ellis? How you doing, Sean Weathery? Kimberly Hatfield's in the building. What's up, Amanda Sanner? Girl, I hope you are continuing to put one foot in front of the other because that's all it takes. You can get there. There is so much greatness in you. My goodness. Good morning, Cassandra Dyer Ramsey. How you doing, Lane Simmons? What's up, Judy Anderson? See him. Hey. How you doing, Annette? Great to see you. John Gayheimer. How you doing, Mayan Levy? Great to see you as well. American Patman. I'm glad you're here. Over on Instagram, I see the real Mariana. I see Claudette Ross. I see Jay Lovely Lace. Linda Sims, of course, is in the building. Thomas Trukli from Slovakia. Great to see you. That's what's up. How you doing, Claudette Ross? What are you doing, Sweet Fango 314? The Weight Warrior Woman is in the building as well. Love that. How you doing, Michael Bryan? Great to see you. And over on Clubhouse, I see Tamara and Dora Maria rocking the I'm attending. Yes, join us. The I'm going to be there at the Grow Your Business for God's Sake event. Banner, great to see you this morning. What's up, Maureen? I'm glad you're here. Dr. Janie, great to see you. How you doing, Dakota? I am glad you're here this morning. Brian and Sue, thanks for joining us. It's Breakfast with Champions. Tim, bro, finally, the uh, social media feeds are feeding me more of your content. I love the content that you share, bro. You've got an incredible energy about you. Uh, Gracia, great to see you this morning, as well as Crystal and Megan and Jean. Diane Dixon is in the building. I'm so glad you're here. What's up, Wendy and Jacqueline and Janice? Man, it is so great spending my mornings with you guys. Uh, I really do love spending time together virtually. I also love spending time together live and in person. And so I would love it if you would join me November 5th in Lexington, Kentucky. We're going to be hearing from all kinds of incredible speakers, networking, having an incredible time together, including this guy named Shaka Dyson. I don't know if you guys know Shaka, but Shaka's got a uh, incredible story where he came from the streets, from the straight ghetto. He's had brothers and, and, and uh, cousins and family members that have been murdered all around him. And he was able to take himself out of that environment and 
now he is the owner of the number one FNI training school in the United States of America. And Shaka Dyson is going to be there sharing that story of how he was able to overcome the most uh, dire dire situations to become the CEO of his own company. So he's going to be there with a ton of other amazing superhumans. I hope you'll be there as well. Uh, go grab your tickets, growforgod.com. There is a gentleman by the name of Piers Anthony. And Piers Anthony wrote a book series called Xanth. X-A-N-T-H. That's the name of the book series. Now, he also wrote some other book series. Uh, but this is the most important one for me and the one that I'll share with you. And so when I was a kid um, into early adult, when I was a kid into early adult, I read the Xanth uh, series all the time like all the time and in these books it was in the land of xanth it was a, a a magical land it was a fantasy land right it was a place that had dragons and princesses and talking plants and uh crazy epic adventures right there were gnomes and ogres and goblins and giants and heroic uh, heroes from from other realms and all of the magical fantasy things that you could possibly imagine existed in this series and I just absolutely stinking loved it I resonated with it in every way I would read every single book I would beg beg to get the next one whenever it would come out whenever the I couldn't wait for another book to come out from Pierce Anthony I just it was such a huge and tremendous part of my world. And to this day, I personally still believe in magic. I do. And sometimes my wife, my wife is very practical. She is not a magical person whatsoever. Like when we first started having kids, she was like, I'm not lying to them about Santa. <laughs> that was one of the first things my wife told me. I'm not lying to them about Santa. You mean to tell me we're going to put in all this work, buy all these gifts, Wrap them all up and they're going to come from some magical dude from the North Pole. She's like, I'm out. <laughs> so to this day, our, our happy medium is our, my kids get one present from Santa every year. We don't even really like there's no Santas ever in the house. Like My wife is not about that life. And I'm like, honey, like, why are why you got to steal the magic, man? She says, because magic's not real. I disagree, man. We agree to disagree. And really, a lot of that is because I know that the magic that happened in my life as I was whisked off into these worlds, right? These fantastic worlds in the land of Xanth. 
And you know, it's interesting because I was so obsessed with these stories to the point where I actually have a tattoo on my back. I have a tattoo just below my neck. And it's a tattoo that uh, they, re they released a visual guide to Xanth. It was a book called The Visual Guide to Xanth. And I took a goblin. There was a tattoo of a goblin or there was a goblin in the book. And I took that goblin and tattooed it on my body. Now, I also added to that goblin a uh, basketball jersey, a burlap sack basketball jersey. I put my first daughter's birthday as his number, number 15. And then the goblin has a tattoo on his arm of a basketball with my daughter's name across the basketball that's on the tattoo that's on his arm that's on my tattoo that's on my body. And it was a combination of the, the reason I chose the goblin is because the goblin has this really big foot and a little body. And that's what I looked like when I was a kid. 120 pounds, six foot tall with big old feet, right? <laughs> and so I got a goblin mixed with basketball, mixed with my daughter, the things that I loved. And so I was obsessed with this Xanth series, completely obsessed. And the craziest thing is about uh, eight years ago, I guess, it was about eight years ago, I was getting to know my wife's younger siblings she has triplet siblings that are just now 22 years old and so he was like 14 robert and i wanted to introduce him to the xanth series and so we went to this used bookstore to see if we could find uh, a couple xanth novels and we went in and we bought the uh, a spell for chameleon the Source of Magic and Castle Rugna, which are the first three books in the series. And we went and bought them. And as we, uh, and when we left the uh, bookstore, he was flipping through the pages and a piece of paper fell out. And he was like, what is this? And I grabbed it and it was a letter that Piers Anthony, the author, had written to one of his fans. And the letter was in depth. You could tell they'd had some conversations before. They knew each other intimately. And I read this letter and it was fascinating because it was behind the scenes of this, of this man that had written these books that had transformed my life in such an incredible, incredible way. And, and so I, I, as, as I read it, I was just whisked away. I was like, holy smokes, you, you tell me that's not magical. Tell me magic doesn't exist, right? And so I took this letter and there was an address on the, on, on the letter. And so I wrote Piers Anthony a letter and I said, hey, I found this letter in a book. I found this letter in a book and it was one that you had written to one of your fans. And I just wanted to say, you know, I've always been a fan of yours and your books transformed my life in so many ways. And so I wrote him and he wrote me back. Piers Anthony wrote me back and he told me the story of how he had met the other person and that how um, he, that other person had just recently passed away. They had just passed away. And Piers Anthony said, when I, when they, when he got the letter from me, and, and shared about this other letter. It was almost like a message from the fan that had passed away saying, hey, I'm still here and I still appreciate all that you did for me. Magical, man. <laughs> Makes my eyes well up. Piers Anthony's books took me to a land where everyone was different from fawns to centaurs 
to demons. <laughs> everyone was different in Xanth. And because everyone was different, no one was. Does that make sense? Because everyone was different, no one was. In Xanth, Xanth was a place where everyone just led with their hearts, not with their labels or their titles. I mean, there was Spell for Chameleon. There was the Source of Magic. There was Castle Rugna. There was Centaur Isle, there was Ogre Ogre, there was a book called Nightmare. There was uh, The Dragon on a Pedestal, The Cruel Lie, The Golem in the Gears, The Veil of the Vole, Heaven Sent, The Man from Mundania, The Isle of View, The Question Quest, The Color of Her Panties, yes, that was the name of one of them, Demons Don't Dream, Harpy Time, The Geist of the Gargoyle, between a rock and a hard place, R-O-C, a rock was a character. Yon Ill Wind, Fawn and Games, Zombie Lover, all of these books, 44 books in total. 44 books in total where everyone was different, so no one was. And get this. Piers Anthony has written a Xanth novel every year since 1977. He's still releasing them today. He was born in 1938. He's still writing books. He's 80-something years old. He's released a new Xanth novel to this day. He's still releasing them. Every year since, guess what? Check this out. He's been writing Xanth novels every year since 1977. Now, why is that significant? Because that's the year I was born. Coincidence? Maybe. Magic? <laughs> More likely. You see, Xanth was this place that paralleled to us. Uh, visually, it was the same size and shape as Florida. And it actually, in the book, it describes Xanth as a place that is basically, it, it, it is in the same space as Florida. It's in the same space. It's just on a different paragraph. It's like, it's like on a different layer. It's like an onion, right? Onions have layers, but they're all part of the same onion. And the only way that you can access it is Piers Anthony tells a story in the very or in Castle Rugna of a boy who stumbled upon a portal that took him to this magical land, right? And there's still a part of me, I'll be honest, man, I'm 43 years old. But there's still a part of me that wants to believe it's real. <laughs> that Piers Anthony literally stumbled like across this portal, right? And, and every year, he continues to keep up with all of the local news that is going on over in this magical land of Xanth where everyone is different, so no one is. And maybe that's silly. Maybe you think I'm crazy. 43-year-old man believing in magic. But, I mean, is that so bad? Is it so bad to think that magic could be real? That it could exist? Is that really that bad? 
Like, can't a grown man believe in magic? Is that okay? <laughs> Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm crazy. But I don't know about you because I don't, I don't want to live in a world without magic. I don't. To me, that just seems like a miserable existence. To live in a world without the magic of finding your first true love. To live in a world without the magic of impacting other people's lives. To live in a world without the magic of reaching and achieving your goals, accomplishing something far beyond your wildest imagination. To live in a world without the magic of miracles and full-on transformation. Man, sometimes I look around and it's like, golly, when did all these people lose the magic in their life? And is there any way we could maybe get it back? Man, I sure hope so. And to be honest with you, I think so. I think I think we can. I think I think it is possible to get the magic back in your life. And really, I think the only way to do it is to go back to what made Zant so amazing. Is we have to lead with our heart, not with our labels. And we have to understand that everyone is different and therefore no one is. You see, together we are all children of God, the God of the universe, the God that made everything. And that God made you and made me, made each of us to be the absolute best versions of ourselves that we can possibly be. Not an average version, not a below average version, not a little bit above, but the absolute best version of ourselves that we can be. In Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, she said, stop trying to be an original. Just be you. And as far as I'm concerned, I think there's a whole lot of magic in that. Listen, friends, if nobody's told you yet today, I want to be the first. I love you. I do. As my brothers, as my sisters, I absolutely stinking love you. I hope you'll make the absolute most of today. I hope you have a magical weekend, a magical weekend, one that's just memorable, so memorable in your life in so many ways. I hope that you'll take time to lead with your heart, spend times with your loved ones, and then come back and join me again here Monday morning at 5.30 a.m. because we're going to do this all over again on hashtag rise and grind. Fair enough? Fair enough. All right, I'm going to head on over to uh, Clubhouse. We're going to talk about this a little bit more over there. You're welcome to join me. Those of you on Instagram, pop on over. If you're on Facebook, come check it out. If you're catching me on uh, Facebook later on the replay, we'll be on Clubhouse until 5 p.m. Eastern time. So you can totally come join us over there for some motivation, some education, and some inspiration. Fair enough? Fair enough. All right, have an incredible day. See ya.
morning. Good morning. All my people for the sunrise. Stepped into my greatness, feeling powerful and energized. Thankful to be alive. Hashtag blessed. Write my mission, vision, values, and my gratitude list. I'm building up momentum. I'm making good decisions. I rise, I grind, I get it. Ain't no doubt that I'm committed. Cause who really loses if I don't win? Can't cheat the grind, only get what you put in. So I'm mastering my mentals. I'm focused on my physical. I'm developing spiritually and manifesting miracles. I'm gonna get it started, have a party in the morning. And I'm gonna wake the world, it's so alarming. I hashtag rising grind, hashtag rising grind.